Hello, welcome to Crowdsourcing Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice. Welcome to Crowdsourcing Revolution, a special series from citizenshandbook.org, where we are reading several different articles and posts from the Citizen's Handbook, which is at citizenshandbook.org. Today's episode two of the series, You Won't Get a Revolution If You Don't Ask for One. This is an excerpt from a book called Rules for Revolutionaries, How Big Organizing Can Change Everything. by Becky Bond and Zach Exley. The book details their work for Bernie Sanders in 2016, which built a huge grassroots campaign run by volunteers instead of staff. It is the best book on new ways of organizing. What set Bernie apart from the start of his campaign was his message and his authenticity as a messenger. Then he unleashed the makings of a real political revolution. He asked for one. He outlined the radical solutions our moment calls for, not the tepid incrementalist compromises that most politicians think are all that is feasible. Bernie didn't talk about education, tax credits, or even debt-free college. He demanded free college tuition. He didn't advocate for complicated health insurance schemes. He said, health care is a human right. Bernie called for an end to mass incarceration, not incremental changes in sentencing laws. He had no 10-point plan to regulate fracking to the point where it would be, wouldn't be feasible in most places in the United States. He simply said, we should ban fracking. When it came to the deportation of children, he couldn't have been clearer. I will not deport children from the United States of America, he said. Part of Bernie's effectiveness came from this his matter-of-fact way of speaking, and his old-school Brooklyn accent. But what really allowed people to trust him is that he has been saying the same thing for 30 years. Bernie volunteers said that everywhere we went. People ask us, what can we learn from big organizing that powered the volunteer movement behind Bernie Sanders? Is it only possible in a presidential campaign? No. Think about the movement to defend black lives. Leaders like Alicia Garza and Eric Garner have are powerful messengers with a powerful message. Who they are and what they are saying and where they are saying it represents a major change from how national civil rights advocacy has been voiced and led in the past few decades. 
or think about the climate activists fighting to keep fossil fuels in the ground. Native American leaders, ranchers, and students are leading these fights instead of pub public interest lawyers, whom the mainstream green movement has had leading the charge on environmental issues. These new leaders are showing the world that the fight to keep fossil fuels in the ground is not a pet issue. It is no less than the basic struggle for human rights. In fact, people are willing to go big to win big change. When there is a credible plan to win something truly game-changing, more people commit to actions, big and small, to work together toward victory. We're not saying you can just ask people to do anything big and they'll do it. That's absolutely not it. Here are the rules behind the rule. First, the goal you're asking people to spend their precious time on needs to be worth their while. Remember, people are struggling every day at their jobs or their schools, in their neighborhoods, and sometimes in their families. Why should they join the fight? If you win, is it going to make a difference for them personally, or for their children or grandchildren, or for their community or country? Your big ask needs to be big in the real lives of the people you're asking to join you. It's not enough that you believe it's big. Second, you need to be able to tell people about a plan that gets them from the world as it is to the world where you've won. And that plan needs to be credible. People are smart and, for good reason, are increasingly cynical when it comes to sussing out plans that will never work. They've had... They've seen countless political failures in their lives, personally, locally, and nationally. Your big ask needs to make sense to them. Finally, you need to offer people a way to participate that will truly make a difference. And again, people are super smart about sensing when they're being given busy work. Moreover, you need to give people small, medium, and really big ways to contribute because some people will be able to put in a lot of time and many more will have only one day per month or a couple of afternoons per week. If people see that you're able to give everyone a way to participate, this makes your plan much more credible, which helps win over more people and allows you to take full advantage of all the people who are available to help, which is going to propel you to win. Any campaign, no matter the size, can ask people to do something big if it's working towards something people believe is worth fighting for. So the key to big organizing is that you don't just ask people to pay staff at an organization to do something big, though supporting some staff with small dollar contributions is a part of it. You ask people to be part of something, uh, you ask people to be part of that something big because doing something big is only possible if everyone is doing it together. And that takes a lot of work. You need supporters to do big things and a lot of small things that add up to big things to help you execute a plan to win big change. Almost anyone can make a big ask. You don't have to be charismatic to make a big ask. 
You just have to have an ask that is worth working for, a plan to win, and meaningful roles for volunteers. The ask should never be for volunteers to add their names to a list so that organizers might call them back later. It needs to be immediate and crucial. This is not something we're discovering, but rather something we're lifting up. Everyday movements are doing big organizing in the local context, and some movements in a lot of contexts and a few in the national context. They understand that people are less and less inclined to take small actions in isolation for small gains, especially when our problems are so big and it's gotten so Hillary Clinton's primary campaign struggled to get a handful of events planned by volunteers on her website when Bernie Hillary Clinton's primary campaign struggled to get a handful of events planned by volunteers on her website when, when Bernie had thousands. On January 25, 2016, just a week before the Iowa caucus, a Bernie supporter on Reddit pulled the number of public events listed on map.berniesanders.com and hillaryclinton.com slash events for within a 250-mile range of New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles, and Austin. The Clinton campaign had 39 phone banks listed. The Bernie campaign had 1,809. While Bernie was explaining that he needed tens of millions of people to get involved in the fight for justice and was inviting his supporters to build a political revolution, the Clinton campaign was sending out emails that said, quote, make three calls today and when Hillary wins Iowa caucuses tomorrow night, you'll feel great knowing that you helped make history, unquote. People didn't want to do even small things for the small changes Clinton, that Clinton promised. They understood that actually that to actually help make history, it takes more than making three calls. The good news for organizers who want to help build a, the political revolution is that people are people really are just waiting for you to ask them to do something big. So ask. So the three rules that these authors. Becky Bond and Zach Exley 
highlight in this article are make sure that the goal you're asking people to spend their time on is worthwhile. Make sure that there's a plan that gets the gets from the world as it is to the world where you've won. And don't give busy work. Be sure you can offer people a way to participate that actually makes a difference. Because on all of these things, people are not dummies. Treat them like they are smart and you will end up with people who will act smart. At least that's my take. The next episode in this multi-part series is already on the schedule for tomorrow. And tomorrow's, tomorrow's episode is going to be on beginning. This is a short series on organizing, and it is a set of articles and posts from a website called citizenhandbook.org. Tomorrow, beginning. Thanks for being here for Crowdsourcing Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice.